And a very good morning all. Breakfast with Patton Hills brought to you by MFP Easy, voted Queensland's best fibreglass pool builder and Hyundai. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on. Now, Hills, um, before we get stuck into uh, a big uh, time in sport. Morning, Paddy. Got to say g'day to uh, all our southeast neighbours. They've copped a tough boy. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. We, we we sort of escaped relatively scot-free around the CBD where you and I live, but, uh, oh, boy, the Caboolches and the... Ipswich. Darling Downs. Yeah. Just Stanford. awful. Just awful. Yeah. yeah. Watching the news last night, I only got a sort of a grasp of the, the scope and the, uh, the the depth of the mess that was, you know, unfolding around us. So mm. we're thinking of you all this morning. If uh, you've got a chance to get the radio on or you're trying to get the kids to a school or something like that, yeah, it's been another... Another disastrous kick in the in the guts for so many people around here. And we're thinking of you. Will the schools be open? We'll, we'll see Vanessa. Yeah, uh, Vanessa uh, will join us as kids the morning school goes was on. closed yesterday. Mm. So yeah, three hundred mils in two hours. Yeah. Fair damn, Paul. Now you're you're sort of wondering this morning why uh, your old mate Imran Khan didn't sort of go into a cosy life as cricket commentator, travelling <laughs> the world, flying first class, staying five star. Instead, he's in a Pakistan yeah. prison somewhere and uh, could be there for the next decade. Yeah, he was married to, um, you know, real real connection to European wealth. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, took it on for the good of his country. And uh, he's not for the first time in jail again mm. for a long time, but it'll be about four weeks. <laughs> you know, he's been on hunger strikes. He's He's been shot at. Yes. He's been jailed. And always for a different reason, and it never seems to last as long as they say it was going to, and it's in the lead up to an election. They say he's going to stimulate the election, the electors. You know the people, the people voting. It'll help uh, get him re-elected. Well, they're trying to freeze his party out. I think the, his party is PTI. They're called. It's, it's been frozen out of the election by the military power breakers. So I don't want to get into this too much, but um, it just. It's it's a big breaking story from overnight that he's he's been sentenced to ten years. His his lawyers are saying this is a murder of justice. It's a it's a travesty. Travesty. He was convicted of graft last year. He's since all same this, sort been, of thing. Yeah, sort of the sound of it. Yeah, you know, leaking state secrets or something. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what that is, but you know he, he's been friendly with the military. The military seemed to run everything, even cricket. Yeah, and the head of the military can come in and say, no, you can't pick him. You, you've got to, he's not selected. Yeah. So Imran's been connected to the military, then now against the military by the sound of it, um, whether the military changes hands or whatever, yeah. who knows, but they're saying it's US-backed. Oh, yeah. God. Anyway. It's the, big stuff, that. Yeah, it's, it's it's big breaking news. Albo's got nothing compared to that. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's relatively tame Australian oh. politics, isn't it? Yeah. So the uh, the World Cup winning legend, the Pakistani legend, XPM, is in jail right uh, at the moment as we speak. Hey, plenty of cricket news going on. We're going to have Crash, great friend of the show, back for the first time this year, Robert Craddock. Uh, he'll be previewing what's going to happen unfolding tonight in Melbourne with the Ooh, AB medal and the yes. Belinda Clark medals. Uh, always the big social event of the cricketing season. Uh, everyone gets done up in their finery. Are you going down or are you not going, going down? Observing no. from afar. No, I, I stayed true to our show, Paddy. Good on you. Said I'll just I'll just stay here. Okay, there's no doubt about you. Very busy man. Well, we know AB's gone morning down. radio. Yeah, AB. How good's that? Now, I don't I don't think he's missed one. Yep. Uh, in let's say thirty years. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be close to thirty years. Yeah. Um. And uh, so he'll be there. Belinda Clark will be there. Um, and 
uh, all the players, I suppose. It's hard to find a window where both male and female players are available to be in Melbourne. Yeah. Well, the, the female players were involved in this series with South Africa. They got out of jail last night. South Africa set them uh, 7 for 162 they made, which is their biggest ever T20 score against the Aussies. But... Uh, and we and we did lose uh, lose the skipper Alyssa Healy and Elise Perry early, but uh, in comes uh, in comes Beth Mooney again. She's a marvel. Not feeling well. She said it wasn't my greatest day as a human being. I think the quote was, but uh, she got it done for us. Uh, not not my best day um, as a human being. I'll I'll put that out there. But um, you know, managed to get the job done for the team when it mattered. You know, they've played some very good cricket. Cappy was outstanding tonight. You know, as a fan of the game, I love watching her bat. Just not against the Scorchers or Australia, but um, I think, yeah, to get ahead heading into those ODIs, we know how crucial these points are, so it was a, a very good win from the gals. Yeah, so Marazan Cap, she's talking about their 75 or 48, 80 run stand with Bosch, who scored 21 or 24. So, look, they, they set a, a formidable target, and uh, thanks to Beth Mooney, with uh, her second half century of the series, they mm. chased it down. Yeah, 82 or 55, so it's a great effort under that um, health pressure. Uh, a scrappy Australian bowling performance, actually, towards the end of their, their, those innings, and Marazan Cap had them uh, all about. So now for those one days that Beth talks about, Saturday is in Adelaide, Wednesday in North Sydney, Saturday in North Sydney, um, which will be a great series. To play in Adelaide and two in North Sydney, that's fun. Yep. And then one test on 15th February at the Wacker. Mm-hmm. So oh. they're, what are they, 4-2 Four, up, four points to two up, having uh, won 2-1 in the T20s. Yep. Well, as I said, we'll have Crash along to talk all things cricket. There's plenty to uh, discuss there, but not least Imran. I'm certain he'll have uh, stories of the subcontinent. He's been a frequent mm. uh, traveller over there over the years. Uh, plenty of other dramas going around. We'd love to hear from you, whatever you're thinking. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 131355, is open. Or you can text us, and that text line is 0467 736 736. So, uh, rugby. We were we were planning on getting Les Kiss, the the Reds coach, mm-hmm. before they play the Force in their first trial game at Ballymore on Saturday afternoon. We're going to just put that off until a little later in the week. I know Les is keen to come on the show. We're keen to have him here. I'm keen to have him. He's a Bundy boy. Well, you can come twice. Yeah, we can come on the show twice. He can be a regular co- contributor, but I know he's working hard to get the Reds ready to go. But Bundaberg uh, team of the century. Was he? Of yeah. course, well, of course, he was probably captain of it. Yeah. I was up there the other day. He would have been young, wouldn't he? He would have only been young. Yeah. There'd be stalwarts still playing in Bundy. Mm. Yeah, no, he was a big hit when he went up there the other day. He and Tony Ray. Yeah. Uh, you know, skipper of North Sydney and was a long time with London Broncos. And yes. So, so yeah, he's still based in London, Tony Ray. There are legends up in Bundy. So, um, yeah, I had to interview both of them. But, look, um, we'll have a chat to Liz later on the week, only because there's big news around the Melbourne Rebels. They've been placed into administration. Uh you know, Phil War is saying, hey, yes, um, they'll, they'll keep on going uh, for this year. Mm. But uh, this is what he had to say. This is what the the ARU boss, Phil War, had to say about the Rebels. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we're committed to delivering the 24 uh, Super Rugby season and uh, it's only a few weeks away. So, uh, yeah, we're working with uh, the Melbourne Rebels uh, and also uh, with the administrator, PwC. So, uh, yeah, working closely with them to, uh, to solve for, for some of the challenges. Still very early days, but... Yeah, certainly the team have been training for some time, so uh, looking forward to uh, getting them on the field. Yeah, so renowned rugby journalist Tom Decent will join us to discuss that. Uh, what about poor Phil War? I mean, what a six months he's had. He's had to live through the whole Eddie Jones debacle, uh, and he's only been in the game less than a year. So 
Uh, he, he stood back and had a bit of a look at his first six months as CEO. <laughs> oh, look, it certainly hasn't been without its challenges. But, uh, oh, look, I think, uh, you know, certainly, uh, um, you know, looking forward to the arrival of Joe Schmidt and, um, you know, got new, new director of high performance, Peter Horn, uh, you know, David Nisifora, who uh, implemented the Irish system that uh, that's done so well over the last period of time. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we're putting the right uh, people in the right mm. positions and, uh, and we can turn things around. But, uh, yeah, they're certainly happy with what they've put in place yeah. and been able to get it. Uh, Phil's comments on Joe Schmidt were pretty good too. Mate, oh, I did want to congratulate you on the appointment of Joe Schmidt. Looking at his resume, it, it certainly seems like he's the guy to to lead the Wallabies uh, out of the doldrums. What was it that the board saw in, in Joe Schmidt and, and, and in him gaining his appointment? Yeah, well, I think you look at his track record. He spent time in France at uh, Clermont Montferrand, did particularly well there. Then he went to Leinster and won European Championships. Uh, then went and coached uh, Ireland, uh, you know, for six years and had three um, Six Nations Championships. Um, went from there back to uh, New Zealand, Auckland, where uh, you know they won 15 games straight with the Blues. Um, and then he jumped into the All Black environment that was probably going downwards a, a little bit at the time his, uh, of him joining the All Blacks, and uh, they turned around and you know, lost the, the final by point. Um, so his track record's uh, you know, particularly good. And you know, if you think about uh, the coaching environment, and again, you've seen this enough, it's, uh, it's about the, you know, the, the, the team they put around them and, uh, and creating an environment and, and culture that you know, the best assistant coaches want to be a part of it. And uh, he's got a track record of doing that as well. So you know, it's really exciting to have a, a coach of his experience and, and that international experience because you know, coaching super rugby is very different to, uh, to coaching at, uh, at test level. And uh, he's had enormous experience and success at test level. Yeah, no, look, let, let, fingers crossed, crossed that this is the right move, but I know Les Kiss is a big rapper because they work together yeah, okay. in the Irish system. And he said he's he's a very thorough, he's a hard worker, and he expects everyone around him to work that that hard as well. This is a little bit, you know, I don't want to keep harping on it, but going back to the Tom Brady um, evening with Tom Brady on Sunday night in Brizzy, you know, it, it was clear that Brady got there. You know, obviously there was talent, but it got there by just sheer determination, hard work, you know, fingers to the Commitment. bone, blood, sweat, tears, all, all throw, roll, yeah. roll out all the cliches. And it looks like Joe Smith is, is Smith is that sort of coach. I wonder if there's any other coach, any other sort of coach than that now. Yeah, well, you can't be lazy. Can no, you? no, you can't, you can't be blasé. You get found you out. You can't, you know, just assume the players are going to do something. Mm. It's it's going to be fairly regimented and covered off, regimented and covered yeah. off. On I would imagine these days, otherwise you're going to get overtaken. Yep. And uh, the the player power might kick in. Um, so, but but then you do need a balance because Justin Langer may be too intense. Yeah. So their his players said. So um, yeah, I, I wonder what the balance is these days. The other massive news going around here is I mean, this one blindsided me yesterday afternoon. Just going through the through my emails, etc. Champ. Champ. Yeah, Brody Kostecki. I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, a mate of mine, Brett Murray, who who runs Speed Cafe. It's one of the most informative and, and respected websites in motor racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to catch him early. I think we'll get him off just after 6.30 because he'll be headed for the golf course somewhere today. But, um, yeah, Cr- Crusher is right across all this sort of stuff. And there's obviously something happening with inside Erebus. Uh, so Brody Kostecki is the 26-year-old, nicknamed Bush. He's the reigning champion. So he, he felled Van Gisbergen last season, which was, you know, massive news in supercars. But it looks like he's going to step away from Erebus, even though he's committed, even though he's contracted for another year. So what happens? I mean, does he go on gardening leave? Does uh, you how know, do you do that? 
Well, I don't know. You break your contract. Well, they, they can't come to terms about something. So hopefully, hopefully, Crusher, hopefully, Brent Murray can sort of set us straight on what's happening there because, you know, the retirement of Win Cup a couple of years ago, and then we lose Scott McLaughlin to the US, um, you know, to Indy. Then Shane Van Gisbergen has now decided to go NASCAR's full time. Kostecki, uh, we knew, was going to go over in between races this year, probably race five times in, in, in part of the NASCAR series, and he was being wooed by, by the Americans. But uh, yeah, this is massive, massive news. Jack LeBrock had come in um, as Van Gisbergen's replacement. Uh, uh, sorry, as Will Brown's replacement. At, yeah, see, uh, he switched. Yeah, Will he, Brown, didn't he? Yeah. So Will Brown's gone to Triple Eight. Um yeah, it's it's a merry-go-round as as it often is. But these are the really high-profile drivers. These are the ones that have have dominated in the last. They're mm. the headline grabbers. I mean, there's a stellar shift going on right at the moment. Oh. Yeah, it'll be good. We, we'll have Brett on just after six thirty. Who's the most recent champ in the in the field now on the grid? Well, twenty fifteen. They're, they're saying Winterbottom is the is yeah. the the most recent reigning champ, uh, most recent champion. I mean, that's what. Coming on to nine years it's ago. All the new boys this year. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure every sport has got to uh, evolve and name new champions, but Kostecki was the chosen one, I would have thought. Uh, and it looks like it ain't going to happen. We'll find out more. It's 6.17. Vanessa's in. Um, it's just been awful. I, I had no idea, and I know you were telling us yesterday, but mm. until I watched the news last night, the devastation yeah. throughout this southeast was just crazy. The pictures were insane, weren't they? Just uh. trucks and buses and cars underwater, just, you know, homes just absolutely inundated. It was, yeah, a really scary morning for some. And look, the full damage hasn't yet been assessed because yesterday the rain was ongoing. And uh, the Premier said even as authorities were trying to get out and assess the damage, the crews were getting called away for more swift water rescues. Mm. So we saw more than 30 uh, water-related rescues uh, around the southeast. That included a lot of those Moreton Bay areas like Samford, Bray Park, Caboolture, but also Laidley in the Lockyer Valley was quite hard hit as well. Um, so, look, the good thing is the rain is easing, the floodwaters are starting to recede today, so it will be a big clean-up. But a lot of these people were affected by floods over the last year or two and had just done renovations and now just have to start all over again. So, yeah, look, we'll get a better picture of the full damage today, but I think uh, most of the schools that were shut will be reopened today and the roads that were blocked will also be reopened. So just got to try and get back to normal. Mm. Yes. It's a lot of work going on. You see, even out west, mm. they're under yeah. northwest. Mm. Underwater. Now, also a little bit flooding related, but uh, a Brisbane icon, Toomble Shopping Centre, which mm. has been shut since the Brisbane floods of a couple of years ago. And, you know, there was a lot of speculation over what was going to happen before they did announce, yes, it's going to be demolished. Well, we've got an update on it, and that demolition will be starting next month. So within a couple of weeks, crews will start to get inside the shopping centre. And the first thing will just be to start connecting some of those services and, you know, there's a lot. This The whole demolition will take um, about a year before they start Jeez. to do some rebuilding on that site. Um, but also, interesting, before the, the actual demolition begins, um, police officers are going to be going in for a bit of a, a special training exercise oh, okay. next month. So they'll spend a week in there. They often do it with vacant or derelict buildings just as, you know, some of that um, there'll be special emergency response 
response teams, bomb squad, dog squad, uh, just to do some scenario training inside the empty shopping centre. So yeah. if you kind okay. of, locals are being told if they hear a bit of noise and kind <laughs> Gunfire of... Gunfire and things exactly. like that. Yeah, don't, and yeah, don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> that is a planned exercise, um, but the demolition will begin um, over the next few weeks as well. And look, finally, Elon Musk, I mean, what isn't he involved in? It's not just Teslas and rocket ships and um, social media platforms, but he has announced that a brain chip has been implanted in a human for the first time by his medical technology company, Neuralink. And he's really talking up this technology and saying that this could actually treat conditions like blindness, um, people who Mm. have lost the use of their limbs, um, you know, neurological disorders. He's saying this is the start of treatment for all of those conditions. and and stuff like this. Yep. So the first brain chip is in. He said the patient is recovering well, but not too many other details are known at this stage. It's uh, it's massive news. I mean, he's... uh He's divisive. There's no yeah. doubt about some of the things he's done, but uh, yeah, I boy, mean, oh boy, if he can pull things like this off, that exactly, could change humanity. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. As I said, our thoughts uh, to everyone out there in the southeast that are struggling after these big, big rains. It's coming up to six twenty-one.